0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. This is the first episode of the No Words Barred Podcast. This is Maurice, a.k.a. Mo. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Mack. How you doing, man?
1: What's going on, brother, man? Long time, We'll talk, but I'm happy to be here, man. How's everything with you?
0: Everything is going good, man. I can't really complain about a lot of stuff. over here in Virginia, you know, same old, same old. You know how that stuff is, man. Yeah,
1: man. I kind of I I kind of missed it before for real man. It's uh it's been a while, but you know you know eventually when everything starts settling down and you know numbers get low and you know people are able to spend some time outside, I'll definitely make my way back up there.
0: Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, I know I just recently got the the vaccination about uh cu- at least a second shot uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I have not grown any extra limbs any fingers or there is no, I am legend moments happening with me. So um, everything's good. However, I will point out weird side effect for me, man. So uh, (laughs) I don't know if you've been paying attention to um, my Instagram or or anything like that, but for some odd reason, I think they injected the, the, that super serum that they gave Captain America. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Like I was, like there were two instances i broke a punching bag man at the gym two different oh wow yeah it was the weirdest thing ever man the first time it happened it was like early in the morning nobody saw it and i'm looking around like did nobody not see this thing i'm like looking at my gloves i'm like what's going on and the second time it happened it was like on a saturday morning but there was like more people there and when that happened it was this dude that was next to me he's and he was looking at me he's like i don't know man i ate like don't don't look at me i have no answer shit i had no answer either but it was the it was the weirdest thing chris (laughs) the weirdest thing ever man and and i'll tell you i'll
1: I'll tell you what that's that's actually as far as side effects go that's one of the better ones that you can have uh having super strength or you know quick reflexes or some shit like that you know before we know it most of this world's gonna be end up being (laughs) superhumans
0: <laughs> right, we're all going to turn into an mcu movie soon or so. <laughs> that's what's gonna wind up happening. We're all gonna be part like the x men and be considered mutants and then all this other stuff but i but it as far as side effects like yeah, that's the only one that I had um but you know, I can understand people's uh skepticism about it uh it, it's there is still a lot of unknowns out there, but I'm pretty sure you know the government is trying to push it to everybody as possible that wants to do it and i and i believe they'll they'll be able to get the majority of americans whether they're, they're the state that they're living in whether they have covid restrictions or not yeah. um i know i know down in atlanta
1: <laughs> hey man listen <laughs> this i i i, listen, they, they, I don't so I don't think COVID exists. Like, for, for some folks, it just doesn't. Like, you've seen, you've seen the videos from last weekend. Yes. Um. And, like, really, it's just nothing but vibes and drinks and, you know, stripper booty anthems and, and you know, it's some good old all-star fun. That, that, that's all it is in Atlanta, man. It's just nothing but clubbing. Like, it was ridiculous, the list of parties that were done during that weekend. And the NBA had to go and put out a cease and desist to over two hundred clubs or party promoters, only for them to ignore it, of course, and just keep the ball rolling. It shit, shit was fascinating. It really was. Like this, this city here. I stay away from the city of um, Atlanta. You know, I live out in Stone Mountain, and I only go out there is when I, you know, driving past it just to go to work. And, and you know, I've really avoided the, the city. Um, since the whole pandemic started and it's, it's really, it's just, it's just incredible, man. It's, it's incredible how, you know, we never really shut down when this all happened. We, we, you know, a lot of, you know, buildings, you know, made some of their employees work from home, including ours as well. But as far as, you know, business is still running. This business is usual over here. It is, it's, it's amazing to see.
0: Yeah, it, it's from from up here, you know, uh, I mean, I, I know many friends and, and people that live over here or surrounding areas, and they've traveled down to Atlanta many times um, during this whole pandemic. And I even had, and you know, I have friends and family down there in the Atlanta area, and it's just remarkable, man. <laughs> it's just remarkable it really since is. day one. Like, they just said from the start said, COVID? fuck covid man we covid ain't stopping shit over down here in Atlanta like <laughs> we in the dirty south we we ain't we don't stop for any of that stuff man <laughs> like it, it's it, and, and honestly man i could understand from the standpoint of like yo like wh- how are we just going to sit in our houses and, and and just not do anything and, and not be outside and and i, and I get it like you kind of get that you know that cabin fever type cabin of fever, thing yeah. And I think the people in Atlanta were just like, yeah, you know what? We're going to try this. We're going to try this little, you know, quarantine thing out first. But I feel like after a couple of days, you're like, yeah, this shit ain't for us. Let's go outside. Nah, it did not It did
1: not work. It, it was touch and go. And they just immediately was like, nah, nah, let's go back to the club. Let's go back to Compound. Go back to Magic City because that's, that's where it's all happening right now, man. See the original vaccine was over in Magic City. That's the trick. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be, <laughs> With had the wings, to be. too.
0: With the lemon you know, pepper wings,
1: like lemon the pepper <laughs> wings, that's, the, the cure is right in there. That's right. <laughs> cure is in the lemon pepper wings, bro. Right here in in Atlanta. <laughs>
0: The cure within you know, the wings. It reminds me of undercover brother. Yeah, yeah General's General fried General chicken. chicken, right? his
1: <laughs> finger licking, man. That's right.
0: That's the the vaccine was in the, in the in the wings the whole time. That was the trick, man. Apparently, no other state could replicate that, and that's why everybody else had to wait for just a regular vaccine, except. Except if you're living in Florida or Texas, those are the only two other places where they just like you know what. Oh yeah, we could give
1: They're their own countries in, in itself, man. All right? between the, between Florida and Texas, like they they don't care at all. Like Not it's just all. lawlessness over there.
0: I, I couldn't deal with it, man. There's just no way I could deal with that. Like I'm, I mean, granted, you know, Virginia hasn't been that bad. Um, they they've been you know, they've been pretty decent with how they've been handling the stuff. And I, and I applaud, uh, you know, Governor Northern you know, and, and other people for, for doing a decent job. I mean, I'm pretty sure stuff could have been a lot more worse than, than, than what it turned out to be. Um, the numbers were still astronomically high, yeah. but in the end, I, I really felt like, um, you know, for the most part, they had a good grip on it. Was it the you know, was it a hundred percent eight plus job that they did it? They did no. That's not the case at all. Um, there were moments where I kind of scratched my head with their decision making, but um and I know now now like they, they they're trying to they're trying to rush this thing out, man. I mean, I think over here just a few days ago on the first, um, they extended you know, you could be at, you know, as far as alcohol serves at, at bars or restaurants, you know, they extended to midnight before it was like you had to cut that off at 10. Um, but I think what, from what I read and stuff is that if the numbers continue to go down at a, at a steady pace overall, um, they, they can see a scenario by April, maybe the beginning of April, I'm not entirely sure. That the capacity in indoor venues, um, there is no cap on that.
1: Um, oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, so you tell telling me
1: Shaco's going to be booming again?
0: It's going to be booming again before you know it. Listen, I've been telling people this for the longest, and, and anybody that's listening to it, they could disagree with me all they want. But I still have a full belief that the main goal of the country is to have everything open in every state. By Memorial Day, because Memorial Day signals the start of the summer. And I don't think this country wants another summer where businesses are closed or, you know, like they, they, everything is not operational at full capacity. And I really feel like now with the vaccine being out and with it being three three different choices of vaccines. And um, 100,
1: 100 million um, Shots has been announced as well. Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah, mean, we, so, we we're got a hundred hundred million people. That's is that like uh, a third of our population? Is that allegedly?
0: I mean, don't quote me on that. I can't. I I, I am not going to say yeah, that is true. But it sounds about right. But uh-huh. <laughs> but it a hundred thousand. I think it was hundred thousand. I can't remember. I think, let me, I think let me, let maybe check. maybe it could be maybe a hundred thousand. I think it's a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it could be around there and. But I really feel like they—that's the—that's the main goal, man. Because I—I I really think the soft deadline is going to be Memorial Day, but the hard deadline is going to be Fourth of July. Oh, you know?
1: oh, oh, yeah! It says one hundred. one hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Well, one hundred million. Okay, all right. Well, third, well. third, the country allegedly. I'm not too sure. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, man.
0: The, the the soft deadline for all this stuff for everything to be back open is going to be mem- Memorial Day. That's yeah. for sure. They going to cuz they they going to want to capitalize on the summer. And Memorial Day weekend is a big weekend to begin with. And oh, it's country. it's a money
1: weekend, man. Right it's, right. it's huge for us. It's so it's like the extension of spring break uh yeah, at the beginning of summer as well. Uh and, and even though, you know, it's not really a, a sports-related, you know, ceremony. I mean, during the NBA weekend, I mean, the NBA extending to past what June, July. You know, yeah. it, it's probably going to be something special around that time. Yeah, and I'm know, and you can already see them opening up all their venues. Well, most of the teams are starting to open up their venues and allow more, you know, attendees in. So yeah. before before you know it, I have a feeling by by the playoff times, especially with the conference finals and the finals. They're going to try to get at least 8,000 people in the seats. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know?
0: Right, right. I know they're starting with, you know, for the most part in a lot of states. I think, what is it like? Uh, well, at least I know New York is like 10% of whatever the arena's capacity is. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see by by May where there's already going to be many states. They're going to be at least half. At least Yeah, at half. least half, man. At least half. And I know and like I, said, I I you know I I always follow closely what happens in New York because of you know, I I'm still a fan of a couple of teams in New York in, in different sports. Um, especially with hockey, with me. Um being an Islanders fan, like I know over there in, in Long Island, um, they they just recently allowed um fans to well at least they yesterday's game last night's game they at first they allowed like a thousand of the healthcare care workers to be in there to watch the game live but then yeah the next few games after that all the home games after that is that they're allowing like 1100 people in there and then i have a feeling you know like i said by may i mean because also with the nba the nhl they've extended their stuff too and um Their playoffs are starting like closer to I think like May or something like that, around that beginning of May. So I can see a scenario by that time they're already, you know, kind of doing stuff like they already got like about at least maybe a quarter, maybe a quarter or half. I I don't know. It's kind of hard to to pinpoint because every state is kind of they act differently, you know, with with how their their rules and regulations and stuff like that. So, you know, I it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting for sure how this. I think for me, the, the most interesting part is going to be how do they, like, like, how do they, you know, try to get people in there and convince people to be safe and then the measures. And then I know you got to take, you know, certain places you have to show a, a negative COVID test in order to get yeah. in there. And even people that are already vaccinated, you know, they still got to show a negative COVID test because, I mean, those are just the regulations at whatever state it is. Yeah. But, like, how are you going to enforce that? On a on a wider basis, when you have more people, when you're allowing more people to get in there, and I can imagine that there's going to be, you know, one of those instances where some fans, some people, they're going to get kind of, you know, antsy because the process is going to be, uh, it's not going to be as much as a quick process to get into arenas, um, especially,
1: with the more especially, people. especially you know, consider that we just had a big event. Like over a month ago, with the Super Bowl, and there was twenty thousand yeah. people there. Like, yeah. how did how, that come about? You know, as far as like the whole process of getting the protocols done uh, with uh, the negative COVID tests for some of the attendees there, because I know a few that were there. They were like seventy five. what's it? Seventy five thousand? No, 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 seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, were vaccinated. You know, and so they were. They were like you know the first responders. You know the People in you know in um, healthcare, and they were they were vaccinated. Um, they already got attendees. They were already in. Okay. As far as like any other fans, I'm like you know twenty thousand people is a lot. Yeah, it you is. Know, especially trying to get a negative COVID test for them, or, or a vaccination. You know proof. You know that's that would take a whole lot. Part of me feels like that. You know at that point, if they're going to be adding, bringing in, you know, half. Of the venue, especially for the playoffs, are in in, in the, um in England's case of um, the Premier League, like mm-hmm. for the last two match days of the year, and for their FA Cup and um League Cup finals, they're looking to get ten thousand um fans in their venues for like the last two weeks. Yeah, especially in, uh, in, uh, especially with the Euros coming up in um, this summer, they're trying to get ten thousand people um in to just test it out, you know, see how it is. They're hoping to see that the numbers go down in England and they continue to um, trend down yeah. before they um, start adding, um, fancy. But the, the goal is for them to have fans for like the last two match days in May. So yeah, all that is also going to be within around, you know, Memorial day weekend as well. So that's, just, it's very interesting to see, you know, how the rest of the world is starting to, um, Look at this, you know, pandemic and how they're going to go about opening things back up. But as far as I'm concerned, they're going to be following the leader. Yeah. As far as you know, it no, you know, no matter how how things are going or how things have been for the last four years, we're still been the leader. You know, overall, as far as you know, when it comes to like global changes and decision making, right? And you know. When they see us try to do big events for crowds, you know, especially with England. England is going to try to follow suit. Of course. And everyone else is going to definitely try to follow suit as well. So right. I would not be surprised going forward, like, that, you know, the when the big events come, especially in the Olympics, still hasn't been postponed or canceled yet.
0: No, nah, it's when still the big going events on
1: as Yeah, they're, they're going to have attendance. You know, we already see you know, um, New Japan shows have fans. so And it's going to be in Japan, too, for the Olympics. Yeah. So we right. won't be surprised that we're going to have the tennis. There probably still going to be crowds there.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Before Actually, it's funny you mention them. Before Before we go any further, I just want to let everybody that's listening to know. Also, if you haven't noticed the, the, the name of the podcast, uh, me and Chris, we are very, very big, avid wrestling fans. So, the name, if, yeah. if you're not familiarized with wrestling, people whoever is listening to this, no words, barred. It's a it's a play on no holes barred, anything goes. So there you go. Yeah. So so there you go. That that's there there is the wrestling connection, you know, with the name and the, and and then with us and it, it just a fair fair warning to people, like yes, we do touch on a lot of stuff wrestling related. Like uh be be aware of that. I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't really watch it that much. Understandable. But there is going to be a lot of wrestling heavy conversations, uh, especially within the next, you know, couple of months or something like that. Because I mean, we are couple in WrestleMania. Of weeks actually. Is, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's,
1: it's WrestleMania. Yeah,
0: system. yeah. But then you always think about the post WrestleMania fallout and how that yeah. stuff, you know. So, but yeah, yeah. But um, I just want to put that out there, um, just just in case, just for people to expect. And you know what can be talked about in uh, in future episodes, but but yes, speaking of, of wrestling, you mentioned New Japan, and then you mentioned Tampa Bay. How do you think this WrestleMania thing is going to go? Since they since they already sent out emails to people about uh, packages oh, yeah, are going there,
1: man, it's going to be insane, man. Uh, because <laughs> um, the tickets are going to be limited tickets available, right? Right. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that they're going to have twenty thousand people, just like with the Super Bowl. They're going to have twenty thousand people and probably a bunch of cutouts at certain stages. But the the front row is going to be like packed. Like they're going to pack the front row. So I could see like twenty to thirty thousand, maybe more, because of that. You know. You know, uh, but I, like thirty thousand. I'm I'm capping it at thirty thousand, but. Doing um WWE, doing Vince man, it, if, <laughs> if, if, it, listen, it might be it might be pretty if, ridiculous. So if
0: Vince, I, I truly believe that if Vince McMahon had it his way, he would fill fill that shit up to the brim if he to had it mat. his way. But we know it, there there is certain limitations with that. But but no, I can see a scenario where because I haven't really noticed, I really haven't been keeping track of how many people they were planning to fit in there. Um, but. I could easily see, like you said, that they're using the Super Bowl as a as a model, an example of all right. We could put this many people in there, and people could feel safe enough that they you know that they're willing to go. Because wrestling fans in general, it's it's different. There's different kind of tiers to it, but for the most part, the people that like the real. Real, real, real diehard people. Like, they're going to go regardless. COVID be damned. You know, because, I mean, let's be real. In in, in any type of fan base, whether it's in in, in any sport, you're always going to have those uh, percentage of people that ain't shit going to stop them from doing, from going to places and going to venues and and seeing stuff live. Like, they could care less about their health. Like, they're, they're in the mindset, like, listen, we're going there. To see this live. If something happens for me, at least I know that I died happy. Unfortunately, and I know
1: that's the American way.
0: That, that is the American way. Right, right. So I can see a scenario where they, like you said, 20,000, 30, I'll be shocked if it reaches 30. I will be really shocked. I think 20,000 is going to be a, a, a I don't want to say favor, favorable, but it's going to be a, a good enough number for them for them to be happy about it. And, I mean, if you think about it, 20,000 fans in there. And, and yeah, it's an outdoor stadium, and we know a lot of wrestlers, they kind of complain a little bit about having outdoor events because the way the sound and acoustics, it doesn't – you don't get a, 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 a gist of how the crowd is reacting to certain matches and certain points in the matches like you would inside – of a, just a regular 20,000, you know, seat arena to begin yeah. with. Um but I think in this case because of the fact that the fans are actually there and they'll make some they'll make noise, like don't <laughs> that that's that's not going to be any doubt at all. And I think it's like what you had said if they if they pack the fans in the first row and I'm not sure if that's a safe way to just have everybody shoulder to shoulder in the first row um but if they do it that way i can see where the wrestlers and stuff like that like, like, hey like they're all for it because i am i'm pretty sure we're all human like this thing has been a major inconvenience for our daily routines our lives our, our, our schedules that we follow and and i get it like people are to the point especially now a year later where we're at the point like all right we ready to to go out and do stuff, and we we feel safe enough. we know what the the measures are and precautionary measures to take, and they're gonna people are just ready to be out, man. they're just ready to be out there. I mean granted, yeah. I know you know in your area, but from what I see from over here and and from what my the general feeling that I get from people when they're talking about like they're just like the, man, they're just itching to be out, man. It is itching to be out. And I know the cup past couple of the days over here in Virginia, especially in Richmond, it's been beautiful weather. It's been like mm-hmm. 70 degrees. Been, um
1: been incredible here, man. I can um,
0: imagine, man. I can imagine. Has it been wait, uh, has it been warmer down there than has it been over
1: here? Yeah, it's been it's 80 degrees over here. Okay. 80 well, degrees okay. for the next couple of days. Okay.
0: Yeah. I had to ask because there be sometimes I'll be looking at the weather down Atlanta and I'm like, yo, like why are we warmer than them?
1: <laughs> hey, it's strange, man. We're going to get some rain again next week, but going forward, um, we're going to be in the mid to high seventies. You know, you know, going forward after this, you know, uh, spring comes early, you know, over here, and the pollen shows. <laughs> you know, when we get pollen all over a car, that's a that's a sure sign that um spring is here. It is already starting for us, man. Um, and I, I, I feel you, man. It's dog. It's, it's like the when the weather is getting warm, it, you know that urge, the urge just to go out really comes back for you, man. It, it's it's intense. And I, and, you know, and I, I can understand like seeing like with you know coming up for you know this WrestleMania weekend um uh, and with the NXT takeover as well, like they're they're, they're going to have fans there and the, you know you, you know there's nothing we can really do about it you know it's uh, you know uh, it's, it's it's in Florida you know they, they do whatever they want and you know you know not only the fans want this you can tell like deep down like you know a lot of the um a lot of the wrestlers wanted to. A lot, of, a lot of athletes want fans back in the arenas too for their games as well. And you Definitely. know, you could, tell, you could tell, you could see the difference when watching them um, this NBA season, also. Um, just to take it back to basketball, mm-hmm. how different the games are when, you know, they're not playing in an empty arena and then they go to, a, you know, even if it's just only 5,000 people. It's right. 5,000 people is 5,000 people. That's people That's in the it. stands. You know, that the energy changes there You know, when, they, you know, they go out there And they, they play a different game, and you, you can see that And now um, You know, for uh, WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania just won't be The same without a crowd, so to have it, A crowd come in, and a big crowd at that For the first time in over A year, yeah, you know, that's Going to be huge, like They're going right. to be giddy for that And, you know, I, I mean All the circumstances considered Man, like It's going to be wild just watching it, you know, from that part, from that point. But, you know, you can't help but just spin disbelief, you know, which is, you know, the thing to do as a wrestling fan and just enjoy the moment for what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, whatever, I feel like whatever card is actually constructed for WrestleMania this year, um, I really feel like. The fans are going to the fans are always going to be in it like that's 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 always um that's always a given you know the fans are going to be invested in it and and I really feel like a lot of people like it's it a lot of eyes are going to be on it a lot of eyes are going to be on it from so many different areas because you know it, it is a big event yeah. you know they don't just call it the super Bowl you know uh, of of wrestling for nothing. Um, and I'm pretty sure there is going to be officials and other just regular major sports leagues over here in North America. And they're going to look at that and yep. they're going yeah. to look for, and they're going to get as much data and, and, and information and all this other stuff as possible. Um, and then use that information however they want to use it, you know, um, but especially I think the fans. When playoffs come in,
1: too for them. Like yeah. that's you know, the playoffs, playoffs are key.
0: Playoffs are a big thing. Speaking before before we even before we mentioned about playoffs. Um especially what's been going on the past couple of days. Um NCAA, man. Uh, the, the tournaments, the conference tournaments, they've been they've been deeply affected by this COVID stuff. Oh, There's still positive
1: man. cases, man. I have I have I haven't even watched any I game. Either. I dead ass have not watched any single game from this NCAA season. Partially yes, because of uh, the pandemic and how it's really affected it. Two, you know, I just don't have the time. Uh, and, and, you know, just not be not be able to watch um these games without a crowd because the crowd makes <laughs> the yeah. NCAA atmosphere, you yes. know, worth it, worthwhile. Yes. And yes, and now to see like. The, the ACC tournament gets destroyed. Oh yeah! From you know, from both Duke and Virginia have to be kicked out because of a positive COVID test. Um, right, I
0: feel sorry. You know, for Duke it, it just, know,
1: it just yeah. You know, I, I feel I still feel sorry for both teams, and you know, it just it, it just it does it ruins everything. You know, it just it ruins just the feel of uh, you know that you know just the the story of the tournament and the sacredness of the tournament. You know and whatever sacredness that was left of it, you know, to, so to speak. But this is just these, you know, these tests, man, and no crowds, you know, it just, you know, it just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. You
0: know what I mean? Nah, no, nah, not you at know? all. Like, I, I've, like, with the exception of maybe, you know, because, I mean, you know, I'm a Tar Heel fan, but I, and I also, you know, cheer locally over here for VCU. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I probably on one hand, that's how many times I've watched the college basketball game this season. Um, Probably it's probably been like two Carolina games and the other, you know, the other three VCU games. Um, But it, it's, and it's weird because my father, me and my father, we always, you know, we always, we speak every day sports wise. And, uh, and even he admits it like he, and he's a basketball, like basketball is his life. And even for him, you know, he finds it hard to watch. the focus really watching a whole college basketball game, even an NBA game, yeah, it, it's it's hard to watch it when there's like <laughs> where there's no fans, and it's just it's just a very weird environment. And and, and I and I feel sorry for the players because I know the players, man. They you know they gotta do what they gotta do, and I know a lot of you know like sports fans fans make sports exciting, you know. And I know, and that's no you know. Not to discredit the players that actually play the game, but it's the presentation aspect of it. Like you can't watch a Duke and UNC game, and and the first thing, and if you, you, one of the things you notice the to begin with is is the fans. Whether you're Duke and Cameron, you know the Cameron crazies, you know, (laughs) like or or, even for me, you know, saying that you know over at um, you know, for UNC. For us, like it's like the fans make these games, and yes, and and I think it's more sports, especially in college basketball, and and now it being March Madness that's going to be weird because honestly, majority of the times when people, when we watch a March Madness, like it's the crowd reactions when, especially if it's like an underdog team that's like beating the rocks out of a favorite, you know, and the crowd is all into it. Like, that's just part of the whole presentation and the environment. Like, that's what draws us in. So when you take that important aspect out of it, like, that's that, it's, it's a big blow. It's a big blow. And with college basketball, I, I just really – I just haven't – it just hasn't reeled me in. And there's so many teams, so many good teams has had bad seasons this year. Or and maybe at some point they were just playing terribly. You know, I know Kansas, you know, for example, like, for a while, they were Stretch, they wasn't playing good now. Granted, they they, they turned it up. Too. oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the literally, all the blue, the blue bloods of the, blue the NCAA, bloods were struggling. like, come on, man. Like, that was just it. it it's, I remember there was at one point <laughs> there was a Kansas and UNC, Duke, and Kentucky, all four of them wasn't even in the top five for the first time since like 1960 something. I'm like, what? Hey, that's insane. It's insane. You don't it really just think
1: about it. Show, it. It just goes to show how much of an anomaly uh, the sports here has been um, in the midst of this pandemic. Because a lot of teams uh, are, you know, that are been pegged as favorites or been, you know, have a legacy of just being, you know, highly popular. You know, they haven't performed well to their standard because you know there hasn't been a crowd to hype them up, or you know there hasn't yeah. been the spectacle around them that right. gave them an intimidation factor for their opponents. Exactly. So, so now, you know, everything's on an even playing field and, you know, guys are just getting the, getting their asses kicked <laughs> day in and day out and, you know, it but it does it feel real? It's it's very surreal, you know? It is. It is. You know, I, I mean, for, as far as the NBA season go, um that uh, all it's still strange in itself, too. But at least, you know, the top teams that are in there are pretty much the teams we expect to be up there. Right. You know, but, you know, the when you look at the records, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, everyone in the Eastern Conference are, like, at least two to three games over or under 500.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Hey, so listen, my, my, my Bulls has been up and down the standings yeah. from, from fifth down to 10th. So it's it's a – I mean, unless – I know in the East, unless you're like the top three teams, what is it, like Philly, uh, Philly, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee, right? Like I know those three teams, like they're, they're all going to be jockeying for positioning and, and, you know, who's going to be first, second, or third. But it's like, <laughs> once you reach fourth? Like for the most part, like it, it's a crap shoot, man. It really is a crapshoot after that. I, I I can't like I know the games just started back up yesterday, but I, I'm trying to see like as far as the standings is concerned. Like yeah, no. man, Like there, there's you can be if if you are from fourth. Boston is in four right now. Yes. So From fourth all the way down to y'all. Y'all are two games from fourth. Eleven. Right from four yeah. to eleven, it's it's a two game difference. You can't go on a losing streak, at all. If you're we're in two, there,
1: and, and my wizards were two games from ten, we're, and you're, we're two you're, you're from behind fun.
0: us, right? <laughs> you know, so it. <laughs> man, don't get me started, watching, man. Free, free Brad Brad Beal man. That dude needs to get out of there. But I know he 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 he, he kind of did it to himself because he signed the con he signed the extension, and you know, knowing all the craziness and. But I, I just. I mean I feel for him, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, you signed the extension. you didn't have to, but you signed it,
1: but and who who knows, man, we're losing again, so there, there there might be a chance you know within the next two weeks that uh he changes his mind and you know front office changed their mind and they'll they have to deal but we, we, who knows, man, we had that one good stretch in February. we won like seven of the last ten uh no, no like like nine or eight of our last ten. Yeah. and and we were playing tremendous basketball and now you know after that month we, we've been the drizzling shits again yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I' just so I just don't know with this team man like I really don't and you know I, I really I, I'm trying to figure out like what's the best best way to go what's the best direction to go at this point because we again there's two more weeks left before a little less than two weeks now for the end of the deadline, I mean, if we have one more bad week, you might have to consider some options of trying yeah. to move Bradley. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, man. But your Bulls, man, y'all, y'all have it rough too. But you know, all y'all got to do is get a couple wins in, and y'all, y'all be in it, man. We, we need you guys in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> you know, I <laughs> what was it like about a a week ago? Maybe two weeks ago, I had on Facebook, I had put out a a a, uh, a status something like that saying the streets need a bulls and Knicks series. Yeah. And sure. I, I was I was met with a lot of resistance from there. Um and and I I could understand why and and granted of course Knicks fans are like yeah 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 man let's let's you know let let that happen. And to me being the lone bulls fan I'm like yeah yeah okay yeah let that happen and of course you know I'm always ride for my team and I know it. And I know I give Nick's fans and, and that organization a lot of hell, but I, yeah. I cannot, I cannot say anything. I mean, as much jokes as I make about their fan base and their loyal nature and their dedication to still cheering the team. Um, I mean, they're, I hey, kudos to the fans, man, for them holding up all these years. Like, I mean, granted, I, in a sense I can't say shit myself because like we, everything hasn't been all completely rosy post Jordan year years. And we're talking about, <laughs> we're like 20 years over 20 years over since he, since he stopped playing with us. But, uh, it, it's, we, and we had our little mini research, research I guess with, um, with Rose and, 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 and Butler and, and, and Noah and, and those guys. Um, but it's like uh, other than that like <laughs> we ain't we haven't been much better also but then we had we also had terrible management um Paxson was damn worse i'm like I, I i appreciate what he did for us you know for his contribution to get us that third ring against phoenix in 93 but um other than that <laughs> like nah man like him and the and the old general manager like they they needed to go they needed to go and yeah. I'm I'm hoping that the new management they do a better job, and I think they will. I, I like what we have with with Kobe White. Um, of course, I'm gonna be biased with him being a Tar Heel, um, yeah. but I, I, I but I followed him. You know, you know, I watched as many games as possible when he you know when he was with them, and like dude was a beast in college, and and I like his style of play. You know, with us, and especially this year, he's made you know big strides this year as compared to last year um obviously um levine i mean i don't know what else i can say about him man like he's been he's been killing it for us man and i i have i have no complaints about the dude and rightfully so he had he deserved that all-star selection i'm glad that he was able to be in it and i'm glad that he was the representative for for us um you know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that he is within our plans still um, after this season. I don't know how that's going to turn I out. I believe he
1: is. I, I hope so. Is, so. I, 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 will, I will say this, though. Um, they, if the Bulls, which they should, decide to, um, to build around Sack are you willing to give up uh, Kobe White in order for them to trade for or? valuable pieces around him to get to the next level. A la with Devin Booker and Chris Ball and Phoenix.
0: I don't know, man, because Kobe Kobe White, like, I know like he doesn't like he doesn't look he looks small on TV, but he's yeah. what, he's like six five or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like he's not a short guy and for a guard, I, I just I just like the way that he plays. He plays smart. He's I know he's much of a pass first person, but I know he could he could score if he wants to, but then I get it, it's all dependent on the system. And but I don't think actually I don't think he is the person that I that I um that I, I worry about. I don't worry about Kobe. The yeah. person that I I I have my reservations about, and I know it's not really his fault because he's been injured and it's Laurie marketing yeah. And that's the guy that I'm like I'm not entirely sure about like where we're gonna stand with him because we didn't we didn't give him an extension over the offseason last year. And I don't know if it's one of those things where all right, well we just got it's just gotta see how he, you know, does over the course of the whole season and then decide what we're gonna do with him. Uh, I guess whether we let him then walk or, or or what, I don't know. Um there's still a trade deadline. I I, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I can't say for certain that, like, all right, the team currently constructed is like, all right, we should just stick with that, or and we shouldn't add anything, or I, I don't know if, if management feels like, well, you know, we may have to subtract, you know, to get better in the end. I'm not sure what the plan is, but I mean, we're 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 this close, and we've been in the playoff race <laughs> all season long. I, my gut feeling tells me, like, you might as well just uh, hey, stick with the team. If you can add somebody, then cool. But I don't think this the way the East is. Like, even if you add somebody, I, it's not going to make that much of a difference. At least for, not for us. Um, the way the team is currently constructed, like, I don't expect us to beat. You know, we if we come into the playoffs as an eight seed or seven or six, you know, I don't I don't see us being a Philadelphia. We're not going to beat a Milwaukee. We're not going to beat a Brooklyn team. And as much as I will love that to happen, I, it's, it's just not going to happen, at least not this year. Um. So if we were in it, like our best bet is like if we were in a 4-5 position, I guess maybe that would be a best bet because you're still facing one of the weaker teams in the bottom half of the East. So you could kind of get away with that. Um, depending is it, on is who, it really
1: the bottom half of the East if every team has the same record? Group? Is, uh, is I, guess, well, I
0: guess I guess about what the bottom three fourths. <laughs> I mean, everybody's down there. Everybody has a sub five hundred record. So it's like it's it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. If you if you are the, if you're a top if you're the top three teams, chances are you're going to make it out of that first round in the East. Yeah, chances are you're making out of that first round, but that's what I'm saying. Like that four or five matchup is going to be a flip. It could be either way because chances are one of those teams could have easily been. They're probably going to finish like one game above the eighth spot. You know they're not going to be that much better than any teams below them in the other playoff spots. So that's your that's your best shot of a crapshoot, I guess. You know, at least in the East. West is a different story. Like the West is just the the West is just ridiculous, and I I if I'm the Lakers, of course, my big concern is you know Anthony Davis and how you know and it looks like they've been they're they're doing fine with you know keeping him you know rested and and let him rehab from the injury, not need to rush yeah. him because it really there's no need to rush him back into the back into the uh, into the season because. Let's be real. The Lakers are not missing the playoffs.
1: Uh, yeah, they are. They're not missing however, the playoffs. Uh, they aren't missing the playoffs at all. It's, it's, so, it's a matter of just staying in there and um, also trying to uh, win the title. I guess, you know, you've got to have empty games for that.
0: Yeah, no, they will. He's going to be healthy for the playoffs. But I'm just saying, you know, they can afford to – let him rest as long as it needs, as long as he needs to, so that he can be fully healthy in the playoffs. You know, if they don't finish as the first seed, it's not the end of the world. Like I, I can see them falling as far down as maybe third or fourth. Honestly, if if depending on how long he's out, and because LeBron, LeBron is going to do his thing, but LeBron can only do so much. And I can't stress this enough. And this is what <laughs> it's it's a thing that I that. Yeah, I I go back to my father, how he's always he's always taught me and, and, and I've always realized this over the years. It's all about matchups, man. Whether it's in college basketball, whether it's in, in the NBA, it is all about matchups. And the playoffs at the same time is a different beast. Because you're not just playing the team once every whatever amount of days. Now, granted, what this whole COVID situation with this how the schedule has been. What's kind of helped out a lot of teams is that they kind of face, especially the teams that are definitely going to be in the playoffs, because there's a lot of teams that face each other like what two, three times in a row. So you kind of got a sense of a mini playoff series right there. So if you play the team, let's say if you the Lakers that play the Clippers, I don't know how many times they're supposed to play the Clippers this year,
1: but uh, the to face four times. You know, so four times, same okay. Yeah, same okay,
0: division, okay? Yeah, okay, okay. All right. So, you know, they could not that I, not that the NBA would actually do it, but let's say hypothetically the NBA had put them that they face each other like three times in a row. Right. And it just so happens that they play each other, you know, in the playoffs like shit, like <laughs> you, you mean the possibility. They, there's a possibility of them playing 10 games against each other. And having that familiarity with playing a certain team so many times in a row like you kind of get it's almost it, it is like a mini playoff series in in a sense and it kind of gets you prepared for it and i and the only reason why i also say that is cuz the same the same has been applying for 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 hockey in the nhl the way this how everything's been set up over there now and and i know there's you know that many people may not follow hockey as much as i do but the way they have done it is that um, hockey is a generally a, a Canadian sport. No surprise there. Um, yeah. So, majority of the teams, what they did is that they separated teams into different divisions, and all the Canadian teams are in their own convi- division because you know they got to stay within their own providences. Prov- Providence is over there in Canada, and over here in the states, like they can't be going back and forth between the U.S. and, and Canada because of border restrictions. Oh.
1: So, uh, so, they, so they so they have a little um, mini yeah, bubble source in Canada. Okay,
0: somewhat. Yeah, the teams could travel between the different type of territories and stuff like that in Canada, Um, but over here in the states, they kind of try to keep it more like in in a certain region. Um And like there's certain teams. Like there's no East and West Conference per se this year for the NHL. It's not like that. It's just different divisions and the teams. As far as well, at least. For, for the division my team is in, like we faced every team eight times. Oh. Now, granted, back in the 90s, and and, and it ended, I think like, like about 93, because I think 94 is when they did the whole division realignment and stuff. But back then, in 90, like in the early 90s and, and, and 80s, like that was a normal thing, that you face certain teams like eight times a year. Like that was a typical thing, and then if you just so happened to play them in the playoffs, and then that's an extra, you go to extra seven games, and you played against that team sixteen times, fifteen, sixteen times. So it's it's a lot, it's a lot. But that's but that's what it, it, the kind of mentality is that I'm looking at. That if I'm a team that I'm playing a certain team over and over again, like I'm treating that as a playoff series, and it, and it could be beneficial, or it could be one of those things where you know it's like well it's still the regular season. It's not the playoffs. So I'm not going to really treat it as the playoffs, but you kind of, kind of get in that, I guess that groove and that kind of train of thought like, all right, well, we got to treat it that way, you know, cause a lot of these leagues, you know, especially with the NBA and NHL and stuff like that, like they, you know, they're not, they're, we're not playing the typical 82 game season. You know, we play way less than that, you know, so it's, at least that's that's how my theory, that's how I look at it. Or at least that's how I kind of would approach it, you know, looking at it in that sort of way. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the playoffs alone, you know when the, and it's the playoffs is a different nature, a different beast. And as you had mentioned earlier, you know, hopefully with fans being there, it will feel more like normal than, especially since, you know, compared to last year with that bubble stuff. Yeah. You know. You know, but it, it's and even and even next season with the NCAA, like I, things are going to wind up getting better. This pandemic thing is only just a temporary thing to you know halt thing that we're not we're not going to be living like this forever. Um, yeah, we may be living like this somewhat well into the beginning of next year, um, but I think come around fall time, you know, for a lot for a lot of these seasons that they're going to try to start on on time like regular. I think once they do that, um, and by then, I'm pretty sure enough Americans will be vaccinated that they can be able to do the stuff. They can attend the games. Everything seems kind of normal. And, you know, in the end, you know, we'll just be like we can could, we can could reflect on, you know, 2020 and then, you know, 2021. Like, hey, you know, hey, yeah, it was a inconvenience, but we'll get through. You know, we got through it and everything is, you know, for the most part, fine now. Until the next time something happens. Until
1: the next, yeah. Until the next next circumstance, you know, puts us over for another yeah. year or so.
0: Right, and we're gonna blame down Rudy Gobert too. So, <laughs> jeez, it's already been a year since that. That's amazing. Do you what? You know, before before we end this, like, do you, what do you recall as far as like, where were you doing? What were you doing? Where were you at all when right. when that whole thing happened? When the league, when the NBA was like, okay. all right, listen, we shut all down. Right.
1: Let me let me run you through the entire day um, because building up to that that point, um, we were seeing like college basketball tournaments shut down early yeah. or not play because of covid pandemic. So as that started to build up and we started seeing more cancellations and more, you know, postponements. uh um, I started just to get this weird feeling in my stomach, man. I was yeah. like, "Yo, um, what's going on?" I'm like, "Are, are, like, are we going to be able to keep going over the season because they're shutting down? You know, shutting down college basketball? Like this, this is this is this is, this is strange, man. This is it's kind of getting weird, right? And, you know, and they were already planning on trying to do the Nets Warriors game high closed doors because you know the Bay Area shut down. Right. Because they were picking up big cases there. And I was like, man, um uh, yeah, this is this is kind of weird, man, because you know, because you know, at work, you know, we were we were still confused about the whole situation. You know, we you know, we were just seeing stuff, but we were like, it was just business as usual. You know, we were we were seeing the news about COVID. We're seeing news about pandemic, but you know we were just going about you know our way. We were just doing elbow bumps and shit like that. And me, you know, I was doing you know we just we just just doing my thing. But I I feel like something just felt uneasy, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm watching the games, and then I'm getting ready to check out the Oklahoma Utah game. And next thing you know, they say the game's been canceled. Yeah, postponed. And I was like, what? And I was like, and then beforehand, earlier today, he said Rudy wasn't playing. Yeah. Because he initially was going to be out anyway, but he wasn't going to be playing at all. Right. So. And uh, and I was like, man, better not got that shit. Because he did that whole interview where... Um, Hit the microphone. Touching all over the microphones and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, if this motherfucker got it, bro, this is <laughs> going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Little do we know he got that shit. Once we, week that was confirmed that he ended up having COVID, they said they suspended the season right there. I was right. like, holy shit. Every yeah. day, because you know, so much was happening at that time, not only yeah. that the season was suspended, you find out that Tom Hanks got COVID right. and his wife right. as well. You right. find out the travel ban came in and all the countries were banned from traveling to America. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. All of this came, it was a wave of news It just shattered, you know, our timeline, and really, the world stopped. It felt like the world just stopped, yeah, in that moment. And I I agree. I was like, "Damn, are we gonna be able to get to work? Are we gonna go to work?" Because like it, it was just so crazy that I'm listening to podcasts the next day, and everybody was fucking concerned. Like we were just scared. <laughs> it, it, it was just a, a, a just a feeling of you know pandemonium. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, man! Like, are we going to make it out this shit alive? <laughs> like, because you know, I'm like, because you know, building up to this, I'm like, like I I, want, I, I felt like this situation was serious, but right. I didn't know how big this is going to be, yeah. and I didn't even know, I didn't realize." how stupid this country was going to be handling it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, I felt like, you know, as a world, as a global, you know, conglomerate, that we're just going to get through this pretty easily. You know, yeah. you know, it's probably probably going to give us some numbers, but be able to handle it, you know, no yeah. biggie. Man, we were wrong.
0: <laughs> Man, it was, you know. Wrong as I- hell from from my recollection of it and i remember i was at i was at cornerstone bar um over here in richmond and i was with um i was with a few friends of mine and we had all gathered there um we and we was we was eating we was just having drinks and i think the um acc uh tournament game was on and um and i think that day it was that night Um, I think we was facing Syracuse, and Syracuse, like, mopped us badly. And, or it could have been the day before. But anyway, I remember I was just sitting at the bar. I was having my drink. And I look in the phone, and I see something about uh, the, was it the Utah? Utah game was canceled. So I didn't know at the time. I really didn't know about the whole Rudy Gobert touching the mic thing. I didn't know about that yet. But a little bit after it was, it was almost kind of, it was weird. Like I'm looking at my timeline on on, on Twitter and I see that then I'm looking at the TV in front of me. And then when the game was canceled, then that's when they had, from my under, from what I remember, that's when the first time I saw that they said Rudy Gobert had, had gotten, had tested positive for it. And then that's when Adam Silver was like, yeah, we shut all this stuff down. Like immediately. And for me, I'm like, I right, like whoa, they shut the NBA down. Okay. All right. But then I remember a little bit after that, then it's almost like it was like a, a, a domino effect of different people coming out saying they had tested positive. Like, like you had mentioned, Tom yeah. Hanks, his wife, you know, <laughs> you know, that like, especially that night. And I was like, what? Tom Hanks? Like Tom Hanks? What well, really? But uh <laughs> And then, you know, shortly after, that, and of course, my, my attention span was like, all right, well, NBA shut down. What about these other leagues? You know, at the time, because I think it was only NCAA and NHL that was going on at the time. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, well, what are they going to do? And then after that, you know, the NCAA, they, the day after, there was, I guess, a couple of conferences. They were like, yeah, well, like, we're going to shut down the conference tournaments and, and stuff like that. And it was, it was just a very surreal feeling watching all like it started with the NBA and it just it just cascaded down down the line of all the different leaves yeah. and then and then and then once for me it's like then once the NHL stopped and I was like all right this is all right this is something serious here. If there and then it was like oh, so, and then it was like there was no March madness going on. I like okay what the fuck is going on here? Like I was told that this thing ain't no big deal. Apparently now, these leagues are shutting down, and then I think at, shortly after that, Donovan Mitchell, then they said that he had gotten positive from it. And then, <laughs> and then I, I, it, what am I, am I crazy? Wasn't there something that was, go, was going to go down with between him and um and Gobert? Like, oh, yeah, it,
1: it was a had, lot of like tension, little, man, right?
0: Right? Right? They right. had, had, yeah.
1: had a little beef building up to it, and that the, the, the COVID thing it, it just boiled over, but. You know, they they cooled things over, you know, before the bubble, man. You know, they, they, yeah, they cooled it down. But it was looking back. If, I'll tell you this if COVID hadn't happened, we probably wouldn't see their Utah Jazz the way they are now. Like, you know, it's crazy how, like, you know, the pandemic, in some ways, like, it's a blessing in disguise for a lot of things. Yes. You know, around here, but for, especially for the Jazz, because the Jazz were on a downturn. They were sliding. Right. Um, Around that time, and yeah, that would it would just been all bad. Uh, <laughs> if we didn't have a pandemic, Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert probably wouldn't be Utah Jazz right now. That's gotta just think about that. You know, I'm like, there's a lot of things that could have happened, yeah, or should have happened, yeah, but it didn't. You know, because of this, you know.
0: Yeah, you have to also think about all the all this all the teams in every sport, right? There's always. You know, injuries happen, and there were so many bad injuries that happened in so many sports uh, leagues at the time. And, you know, because of that that long break between when the season ended and then when things started back up, you know, with the bubbles and stuff like that, like, man, there was a lot of teams, you know, there was some couple of players that they thought they was like done for dead. You know, and then yeah. this league starts back up, and they're like, well, this is a time frame they would have healed. Because I remember that's where everybody was trying to make a big thing about i think with kd and kyrie you know like well you know like they wasn't supposed to play the rest of the year but now i was like well all right well are they gonna play i mean they smartfully chose not to you know whether and that's could be debatable depending on how you look at it whether if it was a smart decision i personally think it was a smart decision for them not to play and to wait for this season um and and as we know, as we've seen so far, they, it has paid great dividends, um, especially with the addition of Harden. But I, I really feel like, you know, there were certain players that benefited most from there, and you know, look look at Phoenix, like, <laughs> like in that bubble. Like remember, they didn't they didn't lose a game, right? They didn't lose a game in the yeah. bubble. Yeah, they were eight and zero in the bubble, right? And they still didn't get in. And it's funny. I And I remember specifically at that time, man, there was a lot of people saying, like, you know, Phoenix, they just need a pure point guard. They just need that. And then they're going to be set off. And then look at God. Look what happened. Chris Paul comes and falls in their lap. And then now look at how, how Phoenix is, man.
1: It's truly where, where, where amazing. They're,
0: they're second in the West now?
1: I, yeah. yeah. They're second in the West.
0: Hey, man. You know what? Chris Paul, it's – man, it's amazing what that guy, what he does to a team, what he does for a team. It's a game changer, you know,
1: man. Even definitely. at the stage of his career. It's,
0: like. Yeah. And I know everybody talks about LeBron at his the stage of his career and what he's doing, and, and that's a total different story in itself, and we all know about that. But what Chris Paul is doing, man, it, it's it's nothing short of remarkable, and, and I, it, I love to see it. I love to see it. And Chris Paul is one of those players that, man, if there's anybody that deserves a championship, um, I think for me, the two players that haven't won anything that's still playing now, um, him, him and Melo, man, those are the two guys that yeah. I, I really feel like they, if there's any two guys that I feel like they deserve a championship, those two guys, man. Because, you know, as much as <laughs> Melo, as much as I always got, gave him heat because he chose, chose the Knicks over the Bulls, Especially when the Bulls were when we were in our like we was in the bag with Rose and them, you know it, it's I I've, I I'm still a little bit pissed off about that, but that's yeah <laughs> I, mean, I was that, upset it with whatever. that too, man.
1: I, I was like I was like this nigga doesn't want to win. I'm like yeah. he still could have got a bag, but he had the team set up for him and everything.
0: Yeah, I get it, man. But you know it's hey, hey it happens. It happens, and I. You know, people make decisions, whatever, how they want to do it. And that's fine. You know, I mean, for all I know, I don't know. It, for all I know, he could have went to Chicago. And I don't know how it would have played out. I mean, in paper, I would have thought it played out great. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if we still would have beat LeBron in them. I don't know. We probably would have had a better chance. Yeah. But that's, you know, we'll never know <laughs> with that. You know, but it's, um, but especially and then Chris Paul, man, like his, like you Think about it, everywhere he went, man. Everywhere he has everywhere. been, they he they made the team
1: better. Everywhere right. he went. Exactly.
0: And it's, I don't think
1: he's had a losing record with any of the teams he's played for his career. I don't maybe think he not. Has.
0: Not even when he was with uh, New Orleans, huh? When it was the Hornets. Nah,
1: uh, I think maybe, uh, I think probably maybe just one season. But other than that, that was probably his rookie season. But every other than that, he was,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: they always found a way into the playoffs, or at least had a possible winning season.
0: Clippers you constantly know, in the playoffs. Players. Yep, Clippers yeah. constantly in playoffs. When he was with Houston, they were in the playoffs. Shit. Western Conference they, Finals. They, they. If he they wasn't a injured, if he wasn't injured, man, if he wasn't injured, they would have. They, they would have beat Golden State. But I know everybody. I know a lot of people like to focus on that that game that. That game where they just
1: they missed <laughs> twenty seven threes in a row.
0: They were building a brick house with that shit. They
1: they, they did not have him out there to settle them down. No. And, you know, and, you know, if Chris is there to you know get real the team in, you know, he'll be able to take control, and he would have found those mid range shots that they weren't doing. Yeah. You know, you had to give him the ball in his hands and let him take control, and. You know, that that that's what they were missing, man. They were missing, you know, his clutch his clutch baskets, they were missing just his acumen his IQ. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you they would have had it there, you know, they probably would have you know they probably wouldn't beat the finals. I don't know if they would have won it, but they definitely would have beat the finals, I'm sure.
0: Definitely, definitely, man. But you know, hey man, there's there is there is a lot of the NBA season that's still left and we don't we don't know what's gonna be the end result for um for Phoenix, but I have a good feeling that um they they it's gonna be good, it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited for um you know the, the the rest of the season how it turns out. You know for the NBA, um it's gonna be interesting the next week in the next two weeks. Um you know for NCAA tournament, I, I know there was more I could have touched on, but we could always save that for the next episode. But, oh, um, sure. and then, and then obviously, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, stuff plays out even in, 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 in wrestling, man. Like there's, there's just a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's going on that we didn't even touch on, <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah. but, 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 um, but the beauty of it is that, um, that there will be future episodes, you know, um, not sure when the next one's gonna happen uh, we we'll, we'll we'll make sure to put out a uh, feeder out to people um but just to end this off um, just I'm just very glad that we've finally been able to get this to happen um we was and I mentioned it to you before like man we was reaching Dr. Dre detox. Levels of uh, oh, yeah man. Of, of releasing a, a a podcast man, but I'm glad we
1: finally yeah, was yeah, able it, to it, get it, this happen. Yeah, man. In case y'all didn't know, man, this was definitely maybe what, five five years in the making. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. And I, I can't remember where exactly we started the idea from, but something told me that it started from somewhere. It had to do. I'm pretty sure it had to do with WrestleMania. It had to do with something yeah. with that. Like it, it was a little bit. It was after
1: WrestleMania 30. Yeah, yes. so it right, definitely it's right, right. like 5 years in the it.
0: Exactly. You know but but um but and I and I know I've told many people and, and stuff about it, you know, like oh yeah, it's going to happen and like wonder like, "Well, when is it going to happen?" Well, it finally happened, people. And this ain't going to be and this is only the beginning. Um we're we're both excited. We're looking forward to this stuff. And um I'm I'm very happy the fact that uh, we could bring some type of an insight to uh, you guys on you know our insight on stuff and and also I, I want to make sure one more other thing we will touch on music also because Chris over here you know, like as, as much as he may not talk about it now. Chris Chris was doing a lot of music stuff and a lot of articles and stuff like that before also. so yeah he's he's well in tune with what's going on in the music world probably more than me you know but that's fine though cuz <laughs> i'll let them have the the bulk of that stuff but uh at the end of the day chris man it's been great i i've enjoyed myself um definitely looking forward to this and what what's in store for the future bro and i also want to give one one shout out to um especially like i said all the people all the frontline workers that's been dealing with um yeah, you know sacrificing whatever their time, their, their health and a lot of stuff to get everybody, you know, um, as healthy as possible in the past year, this has been a rough year for a lot of us. Um, and of course my condolences, my love goes out to the people that have lost loved ones during the past year, you know, due to COVID and stuff or, or or even non-related to it. Cause I mean, it's, it's, It does a lot. This whole thing has taken a toll on a lot of people, a lot of us, and uh, me personally, my thoughts are with everybody that has been affected by this one way or another. But I I, I could not go away without mentioning giving a shout out to the people that the frontline workers, they're real heroes out there. They're doing stuff that, I mean, uh, a lot of us probably wouldn't, we, we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't do it ourselves. Let's be honest with it. It's a lot of stuff that they do. That if you would access to do it, we wouldn't. We would be like, oh hell nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't going to no hospital with all these sick patients and stuff like that. But um, they did it, and, and and much love and and respect and gratitude go towards those people for sure, man. Um, I don't know if you have any last parting words yourself, man.
1: Oh uh, man, I'm like yeah, just touch what you said, man. Yeah, I'm happy that we finally got this off the ground. Uh you know, I've been just ready to just get a podcast bracket uh as a co host. Uh and now, you know, I just wanna say that, you know, we're going to just get this year rolling. Yes, you know, sir. for twenty twenty one and beyond. I do wanna give my love to all the frontline workers as well, you know, for making up you know, sacrifices and putting their time in. You know to ensure that you know we're staying healthy, and that we're you know that we're also vaccinated. Uh, you know, shout out to you know all the you know all my people you know back home in Richmond, you know they are holding it down as well. Yes. And yeah, man, this is this is this is you know it's you know the light is at the end of the sun. It is. It is. That's all I can say there. Um, and you know we just gotta keep pressing forward. You know, we gotta wear a mask, uh we gotta you know just stay indoors as much as you can. Yes um if necessary and you know just don't be stupid, man. Like I right. know I live in a city that's full of stupid niggas, but please <laughs> just don't be dumb. Right. You know, stay that's safe. It. And if you do have to go out, you know, please just quarantine your fucking self for at least ten days or you please. know and don't please. don't go see your family. Like just just try to keep your family safe. Think of others. You know, before thinking of yourself, but you know, that's just 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 a hard rule to come by. You know? But um, I can, I can yeah, man, you, man. Yeah, that's 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 really it, man. Um, maybe I'll get back into writing soon. This probably might, you know, light a fire under me again, you know, to go back in there. But yeah, I'm definitely going to be shooting the shit and getting as many hot takes as I can while I'm on here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, and and people we don't do just hot takes just for the hell of it or try to create controversy to try to get our views or should I say our listens up. Like no, nah, we don't we don't do that stuff. Like we we yeah, we're we're no words barred, but you know, we we keep it real and, and unfiltered, but we're not going to feed you bullshit either. You know, we're not we're not uh Skip Baylesses or Stephen A Smith's around here. You know, we don't we don't do that type of business. You know, but um but anyway, like I said, first episode down, done. Um rappers and actors, that's his Twitter feed. Me yeah. Mo underscore B underscore knowing. Um, so feel free, follow us. If you have any type of feedback, we always welcome feedback. How the show could be better. Stuff that maybe, you know, that we could have done better. Like it it doesn't matter. This is our first time doing this stuff together. Yeah, this is my man. first podcast that I'm actually doing, you know. So I, I'm I'm just I'm a newbie in this stuff. Chris probably has done more podcasts than I have, but hey, there's a first time for everything. And, yeah, man. you know, we, we gonna, we gonna get this, we gonna get this straight and, and, and settled and and and, and um, situated. And I understand we was a little bit long on this episode. Probably didn't intend it to be this long, but Hey man, when you're having a good time and talking with chopping up with good people and stuff like that, that's what happens, man. We talking about the stuff that we love. So until next time, y'all be safe. Mask up, quarantine, do what you got to do. Let's make sure we all, we could be out here and all partying and stuff and celebrating stuff when this ends sometime later on this year. All right, man. Peace, y'all. Peace.